Welcome to the Nested Parent Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelsey Alford, your host, and I'm excited to have you here on your parenting journey. Welcome, everyone. This is the Nested Parent. I'm Kelsey Alford, your host and owner of Nested Sleep. And today I have Kayla here, and we are going to be talking all about preparation versus in the moment decisions and trying to not get overwhelmed as parents with all of the new information that we need to learn. So I'm excited to chat. I'll go ahead and hand it over to you and you can do a little intro, talk about your business and how you got started. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, As a podcast host myself, it's always just like extra fun to be the guest because it's just less work. (laughs) So so I really enjoy being a guest. So thank you so much for having me. Um, But so my business is called Not Your Mama's Birth Services. I've had it for we're hitting just the one year mark now, actually next month, um, or I guess by the time this episode comes out, it will have been officially a full year. Um, I created this business initially for childbirth education. That is still my primary focus, but I have since branched out into postpartum care, um, and being with my clients after the baby actually comes out. Um, I created a childbirth class because I was in the unique scenario of, Two thirds of my pregnancy was before the pandemic and my final trimester was prime panic pandemic time. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Yes. So all of my childbirth education classes that I had gleefully signed up for in like January, which were going to occur in March, (laughs) they all got canceled. Yeah, you're like, I have all of this just labeled. Yes. Oh my God, I was so excited. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) literally like, yep. I had marked it on the calendar I was doing. So my husband is former active duty Marine Corps. Um, so at the time we were living, um, just off base and, uh, we're fortunate enough that the base was offering various types of childbirth education classes. So I had signed us up. They called it, don't like the name, but they called it baby boot camp. So I had signed us up for baby boot camp. I signed up for lactation classes and one by one, I got the call and they're like, yeah, no, so sorry. And obviously I understood why they were canceling it, but it definitely gave me a panic moment as a first time pregnant person, a first time soon to be mom who really craved that experience of being in a room with other pregnant people. And just that kind of reassurance that comes with having someone else talk to you about the possibilities Mm -hmm. of what you could experience or how you can prepare. Um, so I obviously we made it, made it through. He's good. He's three. We're good. We made it without any birth classes. Um, but at the time it was a really, I was really disappointed and also just really sad because I really wanted that communal experience. And I also wanted to learn. Um, but I ended up, you know, ended up being okay, but flash forward to about like late 2021, early 2022. And I was doing my podcast. I started that in 2020 and my podcast revolves around parenting, pregnancy, postpartum, everything. So I had already spent a lot of time talking about um, my experience and sharing and bonding with other people over their experiences. And the education piece or the preparation piece kept coming back up in conversations with so many different people. Um, And that's kind of how the podcast got started in the first place is being pregnant, especially if it's your very first time, if you, none of your other close friends 
are pregnant. It's yes. such a jarring experience. And there are so many like, wait, what? Like there are just so many surprises, um, disappointments, harsh truths. Yeah. And that was something that was very hard for me to experience because it just, I, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know and I didn't see it coming. So right. I decided, um, being a former kindergarten teacher myself, I guess it apparently comes very naturally to me to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to educate myself about this first. And then I would love to educate other people. So yes. that's how not your mama's birth services was born. I really just wanted to be the safe space that I had wanted. I wanted to be that safe space for other people, that inclusive person who can talk to you about any and all things, pregnancy, labor, and delivery and postpartum, and maybe just give you some confidence, some empowerment, and hopefully not make you feel as alone or as isolated or as overwhelmed. So that is not your mama's birth services. And so far I have to say, I am absolutely loving it. You know, it's only been barely a year. Um, and it is hard to start your own business, especially in our current socioeconomic climate, <laughs> but it's been really, really great. And I just feel like I've learned so much and I really love working with the clients that I have met. So I have to say like, it's clearly been a good choice for me. Nice. I think that so many times people, new parents go into education and they think like, I'm going into this to learn knowledge, right? Like there's some tangible knowledge that I'm going to get. And of course there's objectives, like especially being, you know, a previous teacher, you're like, we're going to talk about these things. But the community and the resource, I think, is what people take away so much more of that they weren't necessarily always expecting. I know that my one of my best friends is one of the parents that was also in my childbirth class. And I didn't oh. go to meet new friends. I had a group of friends that were wonderful. Yeah. Um, they didn't all have kids, though, the exact same age as my kids. And we weren't going through it at the same time. And it's amazing how it just like you know, goes away from you when it's like just a couple of years past, you remember it, but not as much in that visceral way. So I love that you're saying, you know, create that community, create the resources that people can reach out to you, things that are not just coming up as, you know, pieces of a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, exactly. And I, again, I didn't get a chance to actually take a birth class, but my generic takeaway already from birth classes that are many popular ones that are out there and have been around for a long time is that it is very much that it's very much a PowerPoint. It's not a lot of, um, interaction. It's not a lot of personal sharing. I mean, like I literally show people like this was a picture of me in the hospital. Like this is the position that I tried first to push in. And I feel like that is where that's what people actually want to see because that's, what's actually mm -hmm. comforting when you're in this position of, I don't really know what's going to happen, which can be really overwhelming. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what do you think when, you know, new parents come to you when they're pregnant, when they're expecting a child, when do you think is the good learning time um, to take like a childbirth education class and what area in pregnancy do you think it like makes the most sense to do that? So I tend to tell people kind of like smack dab in the middle of the pregnancy, which that's going to be starting anywhere between 20 and 25 weeks. So it is in your second trimester. That way it's mostly about, you don't want to feel rushed 
because you're mm-hmm. learning new information. It's going to impact maybe some of the birth preferences that you had. It's going to impact maybe what you had in mind for the future. So if you're taking a birth class and you're 36 weeks pregnant, it's not necessarily maybe going to be that comforting. It might end up just giving you more anxiety because you're like, oh crap, this is, oh, I'm going to be the lady in the gown in three weeks. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I would say right smack down in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done, like, I I don't have a doula. Wait, that's a thing. Okay. Well, then you're like scrambling, you know, and of course you can do some things, you know, very much up until the end, but I agree. Like definitely when you're going to absorb the most information that makes sense. Kind of. Yeah. And when you don't feel like you are absorbing information at the last minute, because I think that can impact your perception of the information Um, if you have this underlying surge of like, you know, we all, people ask a million times when you're pregnant, like, Oh, when are you due? When are you due? And a lot of people have apps. And so, you know, yeah, you're like 22 plus three, you're 22 weeks and three days. And we all kind of have that like timeline in the back of our mind. So if you, which is great to have, but if that timeline is like, if that window is closing quickly, you're not necessarily going to feel super comfortable taking a class because it's all, it's just automatically really going to overwhelm you. And I don't want, that's what I don't want. I don't want people to feel overwhelmed because I already know, like they walk into the door feeling overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to add to their overwhelm. They're already feeling that way. So I don't want to add to that. I want to be able to kind of clarify anything and provide you with new information that can empower you and help you figure out, um, carving some sort of idea of, what you would like to do or creating some sort of postpartum plan. Nice. Now, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are like, great. Like I can take a class Saturday from nine to 12. Like, do you have that as an option? When in reality, you know, as you mentioned, not wanting to overwhelm, finding the time, do you often recommend like a multi-week type of a class where like you are like learning things in chunks versus like learning a lot of information all at once? Yeah. So actually my class is five weeks long. And I feel like when I first say five weeks, people are like, I can see the like confusion, but mild panic in their eyes. And my reasoning for making it five weeks is I don't want us to sit there for like six hours on a Saturday and for me to just info dump on you only for you to like walk out, forget half the papers and forget half the things that I told you. I would rather us, we meet once a week for five weeks for two hours and it is a slow and steady build. And that way you have time in between our meetings to ask questions or come prepared to the next class with questions. Um, I feel like that is, I know everybody learns differently, but I feel like I would rather space it out no matter what, than have it kind of like, hi, welcome. You're going to be sitting here with me for the next six hours. Buckle up. I mean, like everybody's eyes are going to glaze over. Yeah. And I'm sure they get more comfortable with you, you know, a couple oh, weeks yes. in. And so like, yeah, maybe they're not like asking questions week one, but then they're like, oh yeah, she's got a good sense of humor. I'm going to like bring this up on week three. <laughs> yeah. It honestly, I was just telling someone that like, whenever I start a class like on week one compared to it tends to be around like week three or four that people really start opening up and then I'm like yes hi welcome like yay <laughs> but I get it like it's it's such a 
being pregnant is such a vulnerable time. And I think that's yeah. something that we often forget, even if you have been pregnant before, you just forget how it can, people can feel very vulnerable and therefore they're um, slower to warm up, which is okay though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, and especially as, as a couple, there can be like one, one partner might have, you know, certain more vibrant, more outgoing personality and bring up all the questions. And the other one is like, has the questions, but is like, I'm going to wait until I learn more so I can like, know what I'm talking about and, and bring more appropriate questions, but exactly. Nice. I think there's a lot of value to that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you think about what you learn, obviously learning about birth, I think is pretty, pretty key and important to learning about, you know, before giving birth, yeah. uh, but like in terms of like newborn care, how much do you feel like people can absorb about newborn care prenatally versus, you know, after the baby's born? I think that is one of the hardest things to fully grasp. Um, it's one of those for many people. It is one of those things where like, I can tell you something, or I can tell you like, you know, some biological norms of newborns, but it's, it's another thing for that newborn to be there in your arms, in your house, in your face. And then you're kind of like, oh yeah, she did say that. Like, I feel like I've had so many people come back and tell me like, oh yeah, you said this is going to happen or like, it was going to be like this and X, Y, Z. And they were like, and it did. And in that moment I was like, oh my God, that's right. Like she did say that, but I think it is hard to, obviously we're talking first time parents. It's hard yes. to understand what it's like, because I mean, just like what a massive, like brain thing or like thing to wrap Major your brain shift. around. Right. Yeah. Like it's so hard. And for us now, like we have children. So I feel like it's easy for us to talk about. And it's also easy for us to think about like, oh my gosh, well, before I had my kid, I totally thought I was going to do this, but you really don't get there until after that baby is out and right. even sometimes months or years later. So I do acknowledge, and I always kind of say that, like, that's honestly why, like, I'm going to tell you these things verbally. And then I have them written down for you. Stick this on your fridge, ignore it for the next six to 10 weeks. That's fine. And yes. then when you're like opening your fridge as your two weeks postpartum, you'll suddenly see it for the first time again. And you're like, oh my God, that's right. So yes. I am a big fan of Again, also being a teacher, I'm aware that people learn in many different ways, mm -hmm. but I think when it comes to something as information heavy as, I mean, anything having to do with pregnancy, but definitely newborn care, I tend to rely on short snippets of information. I don't want to like, we don't have to go over the list of like 20 different ways that you can hold your baby or burp your baby or baby or soothe your baby. I'm going to give you like, here, try these three things. And I'm going to put it on a nice piece of paper for you, for you to keep later. And while I'll keep talking to you about it, but if you forget it's written down. Yes, that's, that's so smart. And I think a lot of people need to also know that they can change their mind, right? Like you can say, I'm sure this comes up a lot with childbirth, you know, you might say, this is what I would love to try. This is what I would love this to look like. And you can write a birth plan and have that, but also to talk about the, well, what ifs, like, it's okay. Like, let's have, let's have, a, what would it look like if this looked different? Um, yeah. And like, talk that through. I think that 
having both partners talk about that can be valuable? Do you find that that interaction, do you kind of guide them to have that con- those conversations together? Oh yeah, 100%. I tend to tell my clients that I like to consider, I don't really call it a birth plan anymore. I've switched to calling it birth preferences, but that's mostly mm. just because the term birth flow chart just like doesn't look as cute on the paper, but that's really <laughs> what I think of it as like, it's a birth flow chart. It's a, if this, then that, and it really, you don't have to know the answer to everything, but in general, we want to work through maybe some scenarios. You want to know maybe all of your options beforehand, at least just hear it one time in your brain right. beforehand. That way, if you say you're giving birth in a hospital, if a provider is coming to you and telling you they would like to do something, you know, maybe labor has stalled and they're telling you they would like to give you Pitocin. You're not receiving this. You're not like, well, what is Pitocin? What is, right. what is labor stalling? You at least have a general idea. And all of these concepts aren't brand new for the first time, because that can obviously make your decision even harder to make. And then yes. in terms of partner communication, I always tell um, the spouses that like, look, ultimately this is your document too. These are your preferences too. You need to know their, her or their preferences as well as they do. Because especially if we're talking an unmedicated labor, she's focusing. Like the birthing Mm -hmm. person is off somewhere else focusing. They do not have time to answer the nurse's questions. You're essentially the bodyguard. You're the boundary bodyguard. And you need to take this seriously. You guys need to have this conversation. You guys need to be on the same page, knowing what the preferences are. Well, if we have to be like, if baby has to go somewhere else, do you stay with the birthing person or do you go with the baby? And it's, it can, again, like, I feel like I always do this whenever I'm on a podcast. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you're like pregnant right now, cause you're probably just like, you're probably like panicking. Especially cause I'm a fast talker. So I'm just like, da, 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 da. Um, but the reality is you do need to at least contemplate some of these options before the big day. I always tell people we're not, this is not a time for a Hail Mary. That's like, we can, maybe when it comes to like picking a sleep sack, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not when it comes to like, what are your, like, what are your plans? Or like, what are you going to be aware of? And that's where I come back to the empowerment piece is because it is a lot of information and we can all easily feel overwhelmed, especially if your profession is not medical at all. If you are getting birth in the hospital and you, maybe you've like never been admitted to the hospital before we can have those added layers of anxiety. So I try to tell people like, let's focus on what we can control and what you can control is the options that you're aware of. What you can control is your own knowledge and awareness. You can't necessarily control how the baby comes out. Welcome to your first lesson of parenthood. Yes. You have no control. <laughs> but you Absolutely. can focus. Yeah, but you can focus and you can control so many other things. So I think it's finding that balance of one, it's okay to be like validating those fears. Like this is hard. Like this is hard because it is hard. It feels overwhelming because it is overwhelming. Right. Like if you're not overwhelmed, I might be a little concerned. Like, what do you you mean (laughs) you're not worried? And then also just finding out, you know, like, how can I help 
each client, because every person is different. Every pregnancy is different. How can I help you? What are you most curious about? What are you most afraid of? And then that's 10, that tends to be when we get into the conversation of going over all of the options for, you know, like non-medicated labor or medicated labor. And it's a lot. So I do want to acknowledge that it's a lot, but we got to have, we got to have something. We got to have some sort of, some sort of something. We're not going in there being like, oh, just, I'll just think of it on the fly. It's going to be great. It's just going to be great. Yeah. I mean, like it will, but like, let's have a little, let's have a little just general idea of what we would like. Mostly because like you are going to be peppered with questions. People are going to want to know what you would like, which is great. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know the answer, if you don't know how to answer, it's just going to worsen your experience. Exactly. And I think that, you know, just having the resources to know who to ask what questions, right? Like you might not need to know prenatally in depth, like what exact type of bottle you're going to use or, you know, how you're going, if you're going to pump or you're not going to pump, like you may not know all of that, but it might be good to like know in general, like who to reach out to if you are planning on nursing and have questions, like it might be good to have that member on your team. So just talking through prenatally to be like, okay, like, should that be an issue? Maybe it won't, maybe it'll go smoothly and I won't need anything at all. And the baby will latch right away and it's gonna be great. Maybe it will. But if it doesn't, like, who are you going to call? Like, because generally you can have your main pediatrician and hopefully they will provide a lot of resources, but you want it to be someone you connect with, right? And I think that's so important when it comes to choosing a childbirth educator, choosing a lactation consultant, choosing a sleep consultant. The most important thing is you trust that person. And so, you know, making sure that you're with team members that you can ask all those questions because you don't know what questions you're going to have when you don't even have the baby right in front of you. Exactly. And that is um, cultivating, you know, cultivating community is part of being a resource. And I try very hard to do exactly what you said, where it's like, you might not need this, but I'm just going to leave this here for you. If you need an IBCLC, I can, here are some names. If you need a postpartum doula, if you need a full spectrum birth doula, yeah, just kind of like, and always with the guise of like, you may need this or you may not. And it's one of those things where like, I I can't tell you if you'll need it. You can't really tell me if you'll need it. not always. But if you do, it's a tool in your toolkit. We're not sitting there panicking. And I think also people just don't, especially for first-time parents, a lot of them just don't know these things because they've never had a baby before. Like they don't know that you actually can make a lactation consultant appointment like prenatally. You can make the appointment also for after the baby is born. You can like schedule that appointment before. Like a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know like what a postpartum doula is. So I think that is also where like the bringing new education to people and letting them know that it's not just the pediatrician. Like there are so many people out there who can have your back and you may need them and you may not, but it's good to know that they're there. I love that. And we're very lucky in our area to just have such a wonderful team. So I'm glad to be a part, part of yours too. Yeah. So wonderful. Anything, if you were to give parents just one tip to decrease the overwhelm during that last time in pregnancy, what would it be? Slow down. It is 
And that's the hardest thing to do, but it is. You have that due date and you're looking towards it and you're wanting to move. Yeah. Slow down or at least prepare, begin to prepare yourself for the amount of slowing down that you're about to do. Because that is so true. I, I think that we tend to be, you know, obviously we're excited and we're anticipating this due date. And then, then when the, when the due date passes, because most people, especially first time parents don't get oh, yeah. before oh, on yeah. the due date, just letting you know, then when the due date passes, <laughs> same one week yeah. after my due date, same. It's the longest week of my life, <laughs> I know. but then when the due date passes and we are like, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We can, that kind of, um, thinking can continue into postpartum and of just like, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. I just wish this. I just wish that. And I 100% did that too. Cause I, it was my first time and I didn't, I didn't know, but I, that is one of the things I tell people the most is there is literally nowhere else you need to be except at home with yeah. your baby. And it is okay to live under a rock for the next one, two, three months, literally nothing else matters except for you and your new child. So really the art of slowing down, which is so hard to do in our society that like glorifies overproductiveness. So it's such a hard thing to do, but at least during those last stages of pregnancy, even just like prepping yourself to understand or begin to understand how much things are going to change and how much time you're going to need to adjust to those changes. So much change. So much change. So all, literally all beautiful, everything. all change, all the things. <laughs> all change all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps going. Keeps going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I had such a good time talking to get today. Thank you so much for joining. I'm gonna put your contact info in the show notes and can't Thank wait you. to share this with everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great talking to you.